There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? <laughs> Merry Christmas. You're listening to the Scavenger UK podcast, part of the Galaxy of Toys Network. Welcome to episode 9 of the Scavenger UK podcast. I'm Adam, your host as always. This month, Rogue One is out. Yes, the Star Wars story has finally uh, got released. Um, At the time of recording, it's the 13th, so in two days' time it will have been released. The first segment will be my full review of this film. Um, I've also got Diagostini helmet reviews, and although I know I missed a few magazines, um, be prepared, there may be more than the usual fair share of Diagostini reviews. There's all review of Star Wars Destiny and an unboxing with my son Joshua. Let's not forget my Christmas competition as well, so stay tuned for that winner. First of all, here's that all-important news segment. News, 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 news. Okay, wow. So last night I went to see Rogue One at the View Cinema in Dagnum. Now, originally I was going to say no spoilers here, and uh, here's my review. Um, But now I've actually seen it, I'm finding it very difficult to be tight-lipped. So, this is my review. It is very spoiler-heavy. So this is your 10 second warning, and here's some music. Okay, so here goes then. I got to the cinema and was watching the adverts before it, and my god, sod in adverts. Why so many cars as well? Fords, Kias, meh. Anyway, eventually we got to the film. The black screen with the name comes up. Gets me every time. It said, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. I nearly lost it. Then came the Lucasfilm fanfare, you know, when it goes all sparkly, really nice. And then, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. And then just... A planet came overhead in the same way that the Star Destroyer came overhead in the original Star Wars A New Hope. So, I mean, that's the way it started off. Mental. And then you get a little bit of the Star Wars name which pops up later on um, with the Rogue One. Flitting about um, on several different planets, first of all, um, which invited us to lots of different new worlds, which was completely amazing. Um, was the planet that we actually settle on uh, to see the Urso family. And the first thing I noticed was a jug of blue milk. Fantastic. What led on from that scene um, was uh, the introduction to uh, Cassian Andor. And uh, these scenes really showed a much darker side to the Alliance. Um, They say that there are heroes on both sides. Um, Well, there's also a fair share of bad people too. Uh, Assassins, killers, all in the name of the Rebellion, so that they go unnoticed by the Empire. So I'm not going to try and spoil absolutely everything for you. Um, this is more for people that have already seen it and would like to, you know, just recap with me, really. And if you've got any uh, questions or, you know, you want to chat at all, um, then you can email me. scavengerukpodcast at gmail.com um, As I say, I'm not going to spoil absolutely everything, uh, as you know much of the story from uh, trailers and TV spots already, and obviously if you've seen it already. Um, that was actually one of the first problems that I actually noticed for myself. Um, I was silly enough to watch um, quite a few of them um, because I was so excited about the film, really. Um, I saw that first international trailer and I was hooked. Um, so, I mean, during certain scenes, it actually seemed to ruin um, it a little for me um, as I knew what was coming. Do let me know, though, please. Um, It would be interesting to know if the trailers actually bolstered your cinema experience um, or if they, you know, kind of ruined it for you as well. 
Um, and, you know, you can let me know what you think of the film as well, of course. Um, there are some amazing sights in this film as well, um, originating from the concept designs of uh, Ralph McQuarrie. And what I'm talking about is Darth Vader's castle. Um, absolutely amazing that Gareth made this cannon. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, Darth Vader in his back to tank, uh, of course, that looks absolutely amazing. We saw that in the featurette video. Um, some concept designs were there. But when he's actually in the Bacta tank, the Bacta actually drains out of it, and then you hear the classic Vader breathing. Another Amazeballs moment was Vader himself, and uh, his eyes were actually red. Uh, so Jimmy Mack and Jason Swank of Rebel Force Radio uh, a few episodes ago were arguing whether the actual helmet was red or uh, if it was a lighting trick or something like that. Uh, so I'm still not sure about that, but Vader's eyes were definitely red. Uh, and this also bolsters um, what they actually look like in Rebels as well, because obviously it's the same timeline. And um, Vader always had red eyes in those episodes. So yeah, Rebels, I'm going to have to watch Rogue One again as I managed to spy the ghost a few times during the big battle among the stars. Uh, and apparently I missed out on seeing Chopper and also, more importantly for myself, um, hearing General uh, Sindula as well, Hera Sindula. So uh, yeah, you can spy Chopper uh, as well when the moustached communications guy runs out to find Mon Mothra due to the urgent message. So uh, if you do get to see it again, um, check that part out. Um, another big talking point is Governor Tarkin and Princess Leia. Now Tarkin was absolutely incredible, totally blew my mind. Um, he was all CGI. Uh, his lips um, were a little bit rubbery, but the rest of him was absolutely spot on. Only a few times his voice actually wavered a little. And uh, my god, Princess Leia, wow. She was incredible as well. I mean, I've heard some of the other guys on the other podcasts um, saying that didn't really look like her, didn't really need her, and, the, and her voice, you know, didn't really need to say what she said. But I think it was absolutely amazing and this part really really got me right at the end. Um, so after the first screening there's a fine line between who my favourite character is. Um, it was going in uh, K2SO uh, because he had um, an amazing character from all of the trailers. Um, but then I actually thought about Bodhi Rook um, and at the moment Mr. Bodie Rook has actually taken first place. Rogue One. Um, because of the film, I mean, his character is essentially every Tom, Dick and Harry of the Star Wars universe who's wanted to go off and join the Rebellion. Um, he's the closest as it comes to essentially a taxi driver turning rebel soldier. Um, when we originally meet um, Bodhi, um, I thought he was going to be like uh, an ace pilot who actually turns to the Alliance, uh, much like uh, Wedge Antilles does in the Rebels, um, uh, Rebels episode. However, it seems that he was uh, some sort of freighter pilot uh, who turned, and he's very, very nervous um, when he actually first gets, uh, I want to say captured, but he wasn't captured because he gave himself in to the rebels. Um, but yeah, uh, quite rightly anyway. As I said earlier, the Rebellion has a very dark persona in this film. And uh, also, I mean, Saw Gerrera, I mean, he's completely mental. Um, I'll let you watch for the details, obviously. Um, but yeah, he's he's mental. Um, so, I mean, who's your favourite character? Again, let me know. Scavengerukpodcast at gmail.com. I do have a few questions, though, actually, as well, if you want to answer these. Um, when the guys actually landed on Scarif, um, there was a voiceover for um, one of the, I don't know, Scarif uniformed guys. Um, and it actually sounded like a really cockney English guy, um, who I think was Jason Statham. If you snap those fingers at me again, I'll f break them. Possibly. Um, as I say, it definitely sounded like a rough cockney to me anyway. And um, also... C-3PO and R2-D2 were present on Yavin 4. I mean, I understand that they need to be in every single film, so, you know, that's fine. Um, but this did seem a little close uh, to when they should have been on the Tentive 4. Um, and then, you know, lastly, we were led to believe uh, that the only time 
uh, Darth Vader caught up to Princess Leia was moments after they actually escaped. Um, so yeah, that that confused me a bit because C three PO in the New Hope says there'll be no escape for the princess this time. So yeah, let me know what you think anyway. Um, a truly incredible film and worth watching again and again and again. Um, I only cried six times on my first watch, so I'm thinking the second time is going to be a little bit more emotional as I can invest in the story a little bit more. I also think that I was looking out for so many different things on my first watch uh, as I heard different things, saw different things in the TV spots. So um, yeah, I think I was looking for too much then. But anyway, I'll be sure to let you know how my second watch goes. And uh, I will actually be taking my seven-year-old, hopefully. Um, I'm still kind of in two minds. One other question as well is, uh, where would this rank in your, you know, favourite top uh, Star Wars films? Now, this one, um, for me, is a little bit difficult because I, I have only seen it the once. I do need to see it again, as I keep saying. Um... But it is up there, I think. Um, Return of the Jedi is my first um, special place in my heart, as that was the first one I saw. Empire's really good, New Hope's really good. I love Return of Revenge of the Sith, sorry. Um, so uh, I think currently my listing is Return of the Jedi, then Revenge of the Sith, then Rogue One, and then The Force Awakens. No, I don't know. I really don't know, actually. It's in my top four somewhere, and I can't quite place it at the moment. Maybe next episode I'll give you an update on that, because uh, I hopefully would have seen it again. Anyway, thanks very much uh, for listening to this review. Please get back to me on all my, all my questions. I know there's been a few. Um, take some notes, listen again, <laughs> share with your mates, and uh, yeah, get back to me. Star Wars Destiny. Wow, what a game. A little story first, I think, just to set the scene. Now, there's a little shop round by where I live called Toe Haven, and that's T-O-E Haven. Um, not too sure why it's called that. I'll have to ask the owner one day. Anyway, this is basically a hobby shop, so all of your, you know, Warhammer-type games, as well as a nice little pottery as well, so it's a nice kind of family um, family kind of area really uh, so you've got the younger ones uh, with the pottery and doing some you know painting and stuff like that and then the older folk uh, can obviously play these uh, awesome games so anyway I went into Toehaven as it's my go-to shop for X-Wing miniatures and he always does a 10% off all year round so obviously shops especially little shops can't compete with the online retailers all the time this guy comes extremely close, close enough, uh, in fact, that I'm happy to go to his shop and pick up a ship or two there and then. So anyway, I went in there with my uh, X-Wing enemy, my seven-year-old Joshua, to buy a few ships, uh, namely the brand new ARC-170 and Special Forces TIE Fighters. Um, so we really like the idea of, you know, being able to shoot backwards. He in fact had these ships in stock and at really good prices, but he also had stock of the brand new Star Wars Destiny, the brand new card and dice game from Fantasy Flight Games, the same people that actually bought us X-Wing miniatures. Now I've been reading up on this game for a few weeks now, ever since the game was actually demoed at Gen Con in the US. Now, he only had uh, Kylo Ren and Rey starter packs available, as all of his booster packs had gone out of stock. Quite rightly, too, as he was giving these 10% uh, off of those as well, which is mad. Um, so I ditched the idea of getting the ships and actually bought these new starter packs instead. So I started talking to the owner about how difficult it would be for my seven-year-old, and he said, you know, the mechanics he'll actually get, it's more the strategy that he might actually have problems with. He then said um, that he was actually just about to demo the actual game itself. So myself and my son actually sat down to demo the game of Star Wars Destiny, and uh, my rival Paul uh, seemed like he knew what it was all about. But his mate was actually my real enemy, as he kept on giving Paul uh, really strategic help, which, if anything, this is usually where I fail. 
So the game itself is actually quite simple to grasp. Uh, it's turn-based, so you can perform one action, then that's the end of your turn. When you can't go anymore, you can pass, or if it's the end of the round, then everything gets reset. You keep playing until either all players are defeated, or if all of your support cards are used up and therefore you can't move anymore. I was going to say I wish it was that simple, but the alternative is so much more fun. So during your turn, you can activate character cards, roll dice, use resources to play cards in your hand, re-roll, play dice and attack, or get shields, um, resources, or even disrupt, which actually takes away players' resources. So quite a lot that you can choose from in these uh, different turns. So the game went on for a bit uh, with our host, the owner of Toehaven, explaining the rules and giving tips throughout the rounds, which was great. I wanted to get to learn this uh, so myself and my son could actually play it, and it's a whole lot easier being demoed than actually reading all the instructions. Although we still had to refer to them when we eventually played this at home, um, more about it in a moment. We were about three rounds in um, with uh, Paul, my enemy, it, during this demo, and we'd only just started to take damage. The first three um, will basically use bolstering up our heroes with extra support dice, which included blasters, shields, force powers. I was using the Kylo Ren starter pack, and Paul was using the Ray starter pack, um, two of which seemed like perfectly matched characters. The mechanics which were used along the gameplay are amazing. Uh, they give the players just enough edge, but not so much that the players are completely different. The cards are also amazing, the artwork is incredible on them, and the dice are really nice and heavy. Again, the images on these are absolutely amazing, and, the, uh, and are actually laser etched onto them as well, which means no annoying stickers which will come off as your seven-year-old has sticky fingers from that piece of homemade cake you just ate. Anyway, um... So it was uh, around the fourth round now and we'd still not taken that much damage and then it happened. That moment in a new game where you think, ah, I just got it. I understood what I was doing. Strategy. My bugbear in every game. But I got it. Thinking a few turns ahead, which isn't difficult if you know what the player has yet to play um, within that round. I laid my first barrage of hits uh, on my enemy, and he didn't go down, but it was very, very close. Ray was nearly dead. He fought back a little, um, but I'd already laid my trap, so I had a few dice on the table left to play, and I knew I could get him. He took the chance and spent a few resources, taking me down another couple of hits, and then I had my turn and took Ray off the table. This was by far his strongest player, so I'd kept at her the whole game, finally defeated. Unfortunately, my son was pretty bored by this time. Uh, he's basically, if not playing and just watching over your shoulder, uh, he can get super bored. Um, bless him, we must have been there for at least an hour, uh, although games usually last apparently about 30 minutes. So I beat Paul in the end um, with a magical last hand, and all Paul could do was claim the battlefield, which allowed me to let rip with what I had left to play. So I took home uh, with us the starter packs, as I said. Uh, myself and my son played uh, the game the same evening, and uh, my son actually beat me. So never underestimate the powers of a seven-year-old. I was very, very proud of him. He also picked it up so well. Uh, I remembered the rules and mechanics pretty well uh, from the demo, and we only had to check the instructions a few times. Um, so I would say this is extremely easy to pick up. Second, the mechanics are absolutely amazing, basically making it a fair fight if you pit a Stormtrooper against Rey, or in my son's case, uh, Finn beat Kylo Ren and a Stormtrooper. Um, thirdly, I love the fact that the characters and the rest of the cards actually span the entire Star Wars universe, from the films to Rebels as well. So yeah, pick up yours uh, right now on Amazon.co.uk um, or there's tons of other shops um, which are actually doing them uh, online as well. You do need a, uh, a Ray Pack and a Kylo Ren and then 
the booster packs are just um, fun thereafter so it does make for a different game every time this is a first for scavenger uk i'm actually going to open three packs of star wars destiny booster packs completely live with my son so enjoy hey there everyone so thanks very much for listening so far and uh this is uh now the opening of uh, three of the booster packs uh, for star wars destiny so i'm here with my seven-year-old son joshua say hello josh hello there we are and uh, we are going to open three of these packs right now for you so uh, just to make things a little bit easier i have just pre-cut the packs but i do not know what's in them i promise you joshua do you know what are in these packs no i've not looked at them excellent okay so while we open these josh how is Star Wars Destiny for you? Yeah, it's good. My first time I beat my dad. Yeah, you did. Very, yeah. very proud of you. You did really well. So, let's open up this first pack. So, we've got the nice little folder there, and the dice is not in the folder. Uh, as per a lot of the unboxings uh, that I have uh, personally seen on the internet. So, our first dice uh, that we have here. Now, Josh, can you tell me who that is? That looks like a rebel, rebel officer, something like that. Uh, it mm. looks like an Imperial Atat Walker driver, actually. Um, so, let's have a look at the cards that we've actually got here now. Oh, there we go. Look, we've got General Veers. So we've got the field commander General Veers, and this is uh, when he's actually on the Battle of Hoth, and uh, he's sitting in the cockpit of the Atat. Um, okay, so this one actually comes with the dice, uh, so he's pretty good. His action uh, is to remove this die to turn one of your support dice to any side. So that one sounds like a pretty good one, doesn't it, Josh? Yeah. And I like his, uh, I like his dice rolls as well. They're pretty good. We've got a resource, a shield, and then the rest of it is melee attacks and uh, one blank, which is pretty good. Um, the rest of the other cards we have is uh, Tactical Mastery, uh, and that's spot a red character to take up two additional actions, which is pretty good. Um, and that's for one storage point. Uh, we've got Strategic Planning, which is uh, ready or exhaust a support, um, which is also pretty good, and that uh, costs one resource. We've got Unpredictable, uh, which is uh, an event for an ambush. Um, so you may take one additional action after you play this card and uh, re-roll your die, yours or your opponent's, which is quite a good card um, for zero resources as well. Um, and then we've got, lastly, another event card. We've got Draw Attention. And these, I'll tell you what, these card art on here, uh, this one is uh, for Draw Attention. It's Finn, um, I'm guessing, for when he says, uh, when he picks up his lightsaber in The Force Awakens, isn't it? Yeah. And then he fights who? Colour There you go. Um, so this one uh, lets you move up to two damage from your characters to another one of your characters. So you can uh, save your all-important uh, best character, I guess, um, during that game. So that's a really good uh, booster pack, actually. I like that General Veers. It's pretty cool. So let's open uh, number two. So, Josh, can you tell me who's on that dice? Oh, it's General Veers again. <laughs> Typical. The first unboxing I ever do, and I've already got a uh, a duplicate. Great. So let's hope that these uh, support cards and everything else is different, eh, Josh? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've got the General Veers again. Um, we've got Emperor's Favour. That's pretty cool. That's a unique uh, one storage point card. Oh, sorry, resource uh, point card. And your hand size is increased by one, so that's good. You can actually hold six cards instead of the standard five. Mm. That's pretty cool. Um, aha, we've got a new, uh, what do they call it, location. Um, so we've got Imperial Armoury, uh, the Death Star. Um, that's a really cool picture, actually. It's got a, uh, a gun rack uh, with all of the um, E1, E11s uh, blasters. And uh, also a ton of thermal detonators up the top there. Look, can you see them? Oh, yeah. Oh, pretty cool. Um, so the claim on this one is to play an upgrade from your hand, decreasing its cost by one. Um, which uh, I don't really understand at the moment, but we will get on to that, I'm sure. Um, 
Okay, so one of my favourite characters for the moment, actually, um, on this next card uh, is Personal Escort, and it's the uh, Royal um, Royal Guard. Um, yeah. So at the Emperor's the Emperor's Royal Guard. Uh, so this is a really nice looking card. Um, okay, so uh, this attaches uh, was it attached character has the Guardian keyword. I need to learn about these different keywords because uh, I don't really understand those at the moment. So uh, this card's a bit of a mystery, but we will. Certainly learn how to use that. Uh, and then we have Yoda. Yoda. And what does this one say? Patience. Yeah, so you can remove any number of your dice, uh, then discard cards from the top of an opponent's deck equal to the number of dice you just removed. Mm. Mm, that sounds interesting. We'll have to try that yeah. one out. And that's another one resource. And then lastly, we have... Oh, good, we've got a different dice on this one. I've just had a little peek. And who have we got on this one, Josh? Tuscan Raider. Yeah, well done. So that's another Tuscan... Well, a, a Tuscan Raider, which is pretty good. Um, so, what cards have we got here, then? Do you know what? On these cards, I really like, actually, that you um, that you take all the, the pack out and the character card is actually right on the top, which is really, really helpful. Obviously, you've got the dice, but then you want to see what card it is. So um, that's nicely right on the top, which is really good. Um, yeah, so Tuscan Raider, he's pretty cool. Um, he's, uh, he's actually pretty... Well, one of his uh, dice sides are pretty powerful, in fact. Uh, you've got a three melee attack for one resource, which is pretty good. Um, a melee attack, and then a ranged attack, a shield, and a uh, resource there, and a blank, of course. Um, so that's pretty good. Um, after you activate this character, you may discard a card from your hand to resolve one of its character or upgrade dice. So that's really good, actually. So what else have we got here, Josh? Who's this on this card? That is Watto. Watto, there you go. Um, so play the odds on this one. You can exhaust this support if uh, to re-roll one of your yellow dice. If it rolls a resource, gain one resource. So that's pretty good, I guess. Um, you can just uh, use a resource to gain a resource, I guess. <laughs> um, and then we've got... Scavenge. And who's on it? Ray. Ray. Which is younger. She does look tiny on this yeah. one, actually, doesn't she? Um, this is for um, zero resources. You can discard the top three cards on your deck, and then you may add an upgrade or support um, or a support from your discard pile to your hand. So that's actually really good as it goes. Yeah, that might be pretty good. That was zero resources as well. And then who's this? I don't know. Who does it look like? Uh, actually, I don't know who that looks like. I don't mm. think that person's canon. I thought all of these cards were canon. It looks like um, it looks like a Sith. Yeah. Doesn't look like Revan. It doesn't look like Kylo Ren either. Uh, that'd be interesting to see who that is. Uh, okay. Um, well, it's one resource. It's called Power of the Force. Uh, resolve one of your dice, treating its value as equal to the number of blue upgrades you have in play. Uh, again, that will need some looking into. And then we've got what's this one? Pulling the strings. That's right. Pulling the strings. And who's on it? Emperor and Newt Gumray. Oh, well done. You know, that guy's name as well. He's quite fuzzy in there. Yeah. Um, look at the top three cards of any deck, then place those cards on top or the bottom of that deck in any order. So you can basically cheat, but by the rules, which is pretty good, um, which is just like the Emperor. So that's awesome. So, Josh, of those cards that we've just opened then, what would be your favourite one? Well, I think the Tuscan Raider because it has, like, a lot of damage and things to, like help you kind of win the battle. Yeah, really good. My other favourite card is pulling the strings. Oh, why is that? Because, like, then you can, like, I think you can look at the the um, opponent's other three cards. Mm -hmm. Like, that's out of five. So there's two that, that you can't see. This one is you can look at the top three cards of any deck. So it's looking at the looking at the other person's cards which are on their oh yeah which are your in their big deck. side yeah that's it yeah, yeah. Or, or your own ones as well so you Ooh, can yeah. see what's coming yeah yeah that's good that's good isn't it like that one excellent 
So at the end of it, we've got uh, the Tuscan Raider and two General Veers. So if anyone wants to swap a General Veers character for one of their dice at this point, I don't really care who the character is. So um, as long as it's not one of the ones from the starter pack, then I'm not bothered. So um, thanks very much for uh, listening and joining us. Um, Josh, are you pretty happy with those cards? Yeah, really good. Yeah, pretty good, aren't they? Unfortunate yeah. about the General Veers, are they? Yeah. But maybe we will get some more um, boosters in the future and I'll open up again here um, I'm looking forward to uh, playing Star Wars Destiny again it was really good fun wasn't it Josh yeah yeah excellent cool well thanks very much Josh say goodbye for now goodbye and uh, you'll listen to him again uh, in the next fact next month hi my name is Joshua and this is my fun and interesting Star Wars fact of the month did you know that Argonaut's voices were created using the recordings of Yip from Arctic Fox Pups with their mother? The official Star Wars Helmet Collection. A unique series of 1 to 5 scale replica helmets from the most iconic characters in the Star Wars universe. Each helmet is faithfully reproduced in stunning detail with its own display case and stand, along with a fascinating magazine exploring each character's story. The Star Wars Helmet Collection is at Newsagents now with your first helmet, Darth Vader, for $1.99. Okay, so this month, because of timings, we now have four helmets uh, to review, so please bear with me. Um, the first up is issue 20, which is the Rebel Trooper helmet. Now, these are in fact the first uh, of the helmets we actually saw uh, in the original trilogy, uh, apart from C-3PO's helmet at the beginning of Star Wars A New Hope. So, a pretty simple design, akin to the Imperial Gunner helmet, which we've already had from Diagostini uh, a few episodes back. The sweeping back helmet, with an electronic box on the side and a small antenna, is pretty simple, as I said. Um, it's very nice detail, as usual. Uh, again, there's no soft goods, as the chin strap is a hard plastic. Uh, on the whole, though, a nice, albeit simple, helmet. The magazine which accompanies this uh, starts off with the data bank as usual and this issue is from GER to GRE which quite aptly starts off with Saw Gerrera. There's the ghost, the goers on Badlands, uh, you can read even more about that place in the Complete Locations book from DK of course. Um, the enemy of the Ewoks as well, uh, which was the uh, Gorax, uh, as well as a few of the ships from the Old and Rebels uh, timelines. Uh, the middle page centres on the Rebel Alliance Infantry Soldiers uh, and talks a little about their history and guerrilla tactics. Uh, inside the double page spread is more about the brave section of individuals, uh, including the helmet itself and the weapons they actually used. Next up is a little on the leaders of the Rebel Alliance, including their costumes, and more about the Alliance generals. Uh, so this is actually a great issue because of Rogue One. Uh, it lets you appreciate the non-Jedi of the saga, and uh, this mag reminds, uh, reminds us of how Mon Mothma um, was in her later years. This issue highlights the capture of the Tantivi 4, which actually, um, how do people say this? I mean, I've always said it Tantiv 4, um, but some people say it Tantivi 4. I don't really understand that. Um, but anyway, this goes into detail on some of the well-known scenes, like the uh, ship's captain being thrown across the corridor by a less-than-happy Darth Vader. The next issue is a Kylo Ren's helmet, and this is issue 21. Um, I was really, really looking forward to this one. Um, in The Force Awakens, we first see Kylo with his helmet on and his cloak up. Uh, therefore, you only saw the front of the mask. Um, later on in the film we get to see the unique shape of the helmet, uh, a little like the Kendo training helmet akin to Darth Vader's of course. Um, I'm afraid though this helmet that we have here is the hooded helmet. So I mean don't get me wrong, this is uh, a great front of the helmet and it looks really really nice um, and the hood which comes over the top and covers uh, so much of the helmet looks really nice. They're doing a really great job of making 
standard plastic look like the soft goods. As I was saying though, we don't get to see the whole helmet, only the front. Um, I can't help but being a little disappointed with this. Um, I just wanted the whole helmet, it's such a nice design. The magazine that accompanies this um, starts off as always uh, with the database and this time it's from GRE to GUN so you can guess what comes first. Of course Greedo, the guy who shot first, or did he? Personally I feel that Han shot first, it does more for his character um, if that's what happened. Um, he's a pirate after all of course looking after number one so why not shoot first? Um, I probably would have done exactly the same thing. I mean, I wouldn't have, well, okay. I probably wouldn't have, uh, I probably would have run out screaming, to be honest. Anyway, also the likes of General Grievous and the Gundarks are also mentioned in this data bank, uh, and the middle pages explain about Kylo Ren. Uh, surprisingly, or rather not surprisingly, about his story, uh, about being in the light and the dark, and... Uh, some of his force abilities and of course the ins and the outs of the helmet are looked into as well. There's also some details about the weapons and uniforms of some of the aliens in Maz's castle. Um, Maz or Mars? Hmm, don't know. Um, and that brings up quite neatly to the highlighted scenes regarding this helmet, the raid on Takadana and the capture of Rey. In issue 22 there is the phase 1 clone trooper helmet. And okay, so this prop, much like the First Order Trooper uh, from the last episode, is great but not amazing. Again, the actual sized helmet is set in three pieces. Um, however, the collector's piece here is definitely in more than three pieces, um, which again, unfortunately, makes for messy lines and paintwork could also do with an upgrade. Um, at some point, I may even get the paints out myself. I was really looking forward to this one, uh, and as I said, um, it is a really nice cast, but it could be a lot better. The magazine that comes with this one uh, starts off with G-U-N to H-A-R. Naturally, my favourite alien race actually comes first, which is the Gungans. Um, yeah, I love them. Uh, they're simple, but kind minds uh, took me back to my childhood every time I saw them in episode one. Um, I always like to imagine that if I was in the Star Wars universe, I'd actually be a Gungan Jedi, totally bombad. Um, there's also, interestingly, the Hammerhead Corvette, um, and this is the ship that's actually heavily seen in Star Wars Rebels, uh, and also from the looks of it, alongside the Ghost in Rogue One TV spot number 26. How mental is that? 26 TV spots, that's unreal. Um, also, another of my favourite aliens is the Hapabore. So, in the middle pages of the magazine um, is a little about the fashion and it outlines some of the main players of the Galactic Senate. Uh, and that actually leads us to the completion of the Grand Army of the Republic and the Battle on Geonosis. Begun the Clone Wars have. I'm currently praying to receive the full box set of Clone Wars Blu-rays or DVDs for Christmas, so fingers crossed everyone for me for that. Lastly, um, for the reviews uh, for Diagostini, um, we have issue 23 with the Rebel Commando. These bad boys are the helmets um, of the group of rebels who set down on the forest moon of Endor. Uh, and if you remember, Luke and Leia actually sported these helmets during their massive chase scene on the speeder bikes. So I really like this helmet. Um, Diagostini have done a grand job at getting all the details of the dings and scrapes on the helmet. Um, and again, it would be great if there was soft goods on the back of the helmet. Um, but, you know, they're not there, but it still looks really nice. The magazine starts out with the data bank of HAS to HOL, which includes the Hasek triplets, uh, and these are the aliens which look like Ralph McQuarrie's concept designs for Chewbacca. There's also the HAVW A6 Juggernaut, um, which is also known as the clone turbo tank, which we actually get to see in Rogue One. There's also mentions here of holocron, holocrons sorry, and holograms. Uh, the fold-out middle pages have awesome detail of the Rebel Commando. 
The fold-out middle pages have awesome detail of the Rebel Commando, the guys who actually wear these helmets, um, and there's also different angles of the helmet uh, with some finer details of what they're actually there for as well. Next up are a few pages about Princess Leia, including weapons, uniforms and dresses, and I swear Diagostini have details from Lucasfilm about what's actually coming, as there's also a little more about the Hammerhead Corvette, which is in an awesome scene of Rogue One. Lastly um, is all about the assault on Endor, and we all know how that went. On the back page, it teases some of the coming helmets. Uh, next for issue 24 is the Magna Guard. Uh, and we've also got details on there of possibly the Y-Wing pilot's helmet. Unfortunately, there's no magazines this month, I'm afraid. Um, I cannot find the Rebels magazine anywhere, unfortunately. Um, so this is the one I'm most liking, as it's aimed at the slightly older age, um, so I don't look quite as crazy reading it. And uh, also, the comics inside are actually canon, so um, yeah, Martin Fisher really helps out with that, and it's really, really nice to actually see all of the ships that he's actually making into canon. This is it! Okay, so it's time, people. Now for my winner of the Christmas competition. Um, so the winner of this competition will be sent the Star Wars pillow, which I reviewed in the last episode, uh, the Death Star kitchen timer, a copy of the DK Complete Locations book, uh, as well as a double duvet cover set and uh, and also a pair of um, those really hot uh, socks which I reviewed as well so um, those will actually be sent to you from the PR company so um, I'll give you full details or you can give me your address and we'll get that sent off to you but all of the others will come from me so I have fed everybody's numbers uh, into a document and uh, I now have everyone in there so it just needs me to go into my internet and click this button and to get a random number so let's do that now and there's the tick and the winner of the competition is uh, okay so it's someone from Twitter and it is at Rob Gower so well done, Rob. Uh, you are the winner. Um, please contact me with your uh, address details and uh, we'll get this sent off straight away. So thanks very much, everyone, uh, for entering the competition. Um, I hope to do another one in the future at some point. Um, not straight away, though. Um, so we may have to wait another couple of episodes before a competition comes along. Um, but thanks very much again for everyone. And uh, please keep sharing and liking the cast. Anything else? The anything else this month actually happens to be Pictopia, uh, but not just any version of Pictopia. This is the Star Wars edition um, from Wonderforge, um, but as Deviant Games have uh, got this for the UK. Um, this boasts a thousand questions, is for ages seven plus, and uh, as I said, is the Star Wars themed game, um, which originally started, I believe, with. Disney, possibly? Um, so, uh, yeah, this one is actually really, really fun. Uh, the idea with this game, it's all picture-based, so it's nice and easy. Uh, multiple choice questions, and along the game, uh, yourself and your family or friends uh, need to choose on the dial which uh, which answer is correct obviously based on those pictures and then you need to mark yourselves uh, on this pegboard uh, based on how much you actually wager on that particular question um, so you basically put down your bets um, as it were you get the question right or wrong uh, and then you mark yourself on the uh, on the peg game it is really really simple and really really easy and fun to play um, I played it a couple of times now with my seven-year-old he's really really good at it actually um, the questions are not massively difficult um, for uh, the Star Wars fan of course um, so yeah it's actually really really good fun so have a little go uh, Pictopia you can find it online now on amazon.co.uk for £15.48 the 
RRP is normally £19.99, but £15.48 at the moment. Um, currently, they've only got two left, so get in there now and grab those um, while they are still there. Really good for your young Star Wars enthusiasts. Uh, and you can also play uh, two to six players as well, so they are really good. I've received a great item to review. It's the brand new At Act from Revel, and that's A-T-A-C-T. This is the one that's from uh, Rogue One. So this is the very easy uh, snap together model kit. One thing I didn't realize um, when it was actually on its way, that it actually has sound as well. And now that I've actually got it, you can check back at my tweets as I've got a few pictures on there. So yeah, it has light and sound. It's a snap together kit and when you get it, everything is nicely bagged up into different sections. And what the great thing about this is, is that all of the pieces are actually primed and finished, uh, as it were. So I mean, usually model kits, you need to prise them off of the uh, frame that they come with and then file down those really niggly little pieces that are quite annoying. Um, but this doesn't actually have any of that. Um, also, the painting is already done as well, which is great. And I mean, due to the nature of the attack itself, I mean, it's grey and orange, so no painting is required. The pieces are the proper colours. It was so easy to put together. I mean, it's literally like a big boy's uh, Lego kit, really. It's for six years plus and says it will take around one hour to complete. Um, which I reckon would be about right for my son. Um, now once complete, this is fully poseable and the head is actually on a ball joint so you can play out the film scene when Bayes Malbus fires the bazooka at the side of the attack's head. This is so amazingly detailed as well uh, and this is where all of the light and sound is actually housed in the actual head. It only makes uh, one sound as far as I can fathom. Um, it makes the walking sound and also fires a few times. And uh, actually, let's have a little listen now. Put it close, to the, close enough to the uh, microphone. Okay, and let's try again. Yeah, as far as I can tell, that is exactly the same sound. One more time, just to make sure. Yeah, definitely. So um, it is just the one lot of sounds, but um, as I say, it's a really, really nice looking model. Uh, you've got the turrets on the actual head that move up and down as well in the kind of circular sort of motion. Um, you've got the orange kind of storage box on the side. That doesn't actually come out, unfortunately, but it still looks really great. And uh, I love the feet, actually. Um, its legs are amazing. If you remember on the actual uh, 19, what was it, 70s or 1980s toy, um, the Atat was actually really, like, difficult to pose and you had a really creaking cracking sound every time you moved the moved one of the legs um, but this doesn't have that at all uh, obviously uh, it's a lot smaller it's uh, only eight inches tall uh, but it is really really nice um, it's an amazing model um, let's see what else can I tell you oh there's also a red light that actually turns on in the cockpit when the sound is going as well so uh, I'm actually going to check out what this looks like in the dark um, now this is actually available at the moment um, for, oh no, sorry, it's not available at the moment on Amazon.co.uk, um, but um, it is actually on pre-order for you, so uh, you can pick it up. Um, £16.99 um, for pre-order, and it's actually being released on the 26th of December, so hopefully by the time you're listening to this, we've still got a day or so um, before that actually happens. I'm hoping to get this out probably around Christmas Eve actually um, but yeah hopefully um, so this is actually currently on my desk at work and hopefully it's actually gonna still be there tomorrow then next up um, we have uh, in fact Star Wars perfumes and aftershaves 
So I did actually um, do a, uh, a notification about this um, a few episodes ago, um, and this was actually a different company um, with their perfumes. Now, I didn't manage to get hold of those ones, unfortunately, but these ones I actually have. And these ones come from a company called Keep Me Cosmetics. Um, they are based in the UK, um, which is great. Uh, Dartford, I think it is. Um, so, yeah, that's really nice. They are fully licensed um, by... Uh, Lucasfilm uh, which is amazing so they've got some really really nice art on these actually um, so yeah I mean which of you wants to smell like a stormtrooper or how about a droid no well try these anyway um, you won't smell like a sweaty armored imperial or a sandy grease bucket uh, instead as I said from keepme.co.uk um, I've actually got a set of these uh, as I've got a few samples um, so I'm, a, I'm actually managing to um, have a little whiff of all of them um, which is great at the moment. I have actually tweeted about these as well uh, so check out my Twitter at scavenger UK. So these are available in a number of different um, styles and fragrances. Galaxy is my personal favourite. Um, now I'm no connoisseur at all of perfumes, uh, if that's the right word to use, um, but I know that this is a woody one. Um, it says on the site that it's a zesty woody fragrance with warm and floral spicy notes and uh, it's extremely pleasant. Then we also have uh, a set, uh, or as separate, um, and these are limited edition apparently, light and dark. The light one is a, according to the website, is a strong fresh pure infusion, again a very nice and light fragrance as well. So the dark one uh, is a powerful dark explosion of mystical notes. This one is probably my next favourite in fact. There's also one called Ray, which is apparently powerful, sweet and fruity floral fragrance. And uh, I can confirm that it is, and it is very, very pleasant as well. Um, so I was actually thinking of giving this one to my wife because it does smell really nice. Um, but she may actually just throw it back in my face as it says Star Wars on it. So uh, I like it though, anyway. Droid is a citric and floral fragrance with a musty and spicy set elements sorry not musty uh, it's musky and spicy elements um, but yeah that one is um, that one is okay actually uh, it's not too bad but it's probably my least favorite actually that one to be honest um, but then last but no means least um, I have to say that otherwise he'll put a saber through my chest is revenge and uh, Kylo Ren is actually on this one uh, on the front packet here um, so this one is apparently dominant, spicy with wood dark elements and uh, that one is actually really nice as well. Now when you first spray any of these um, from the great looking uh, bottles they can actually seem a little overpowering to the nose at the start um, but after a few minutes it will calm down. Uh, the fragrances really shine through, it really really keeps the scent as well for a long time. They're all available now from Amazon um, at £27.50 um, which is by you know all other rights of uh, perfumes and everything else, really really good price really. And uh, take note as well that these aren't eau de toilettes, they're not, you know, water-based, they are actually the perfumes themselves, so um, they are quite strong smelling and long-lasting as well. Um, and they are unisex as well, um, some of them are, uh, let's see now, the Revenge, uh, which is the Kylo Ren one, is of course uh, a male. Um, so uh, you guys can wear those ones. Um, obviously, the you know you can wear whatever the hell you like. To be honest, um, but yeah, the uh, revenge one is um, aimed at the males. We've got Ray, which is aimed at the females. That all makes sense. And then the rest of them are actually unisex. So uh, the light, the dark, the droid, and galaxy are all unisex. So um, I was pretty pleased to hear that because if I heard that the galaxy was uh, for the ladies, I would have been a little bit. Embarrassed, um, but it does smell really good anyway, so it probably wouldn't have bothered me that much. Um, so, yeah, those are the Star Wars perfumes um, and aftershaves from Keep Me Cosmetics. So, you can get on to keepme.co.uk 
Um, you can also see, um, I'm pretty sure there's going to be an ad on StarWars.com for this as well. It is a fully licensed product. Um, and uh, they are also on Twitter as well. And uh, they are tweeting from at KeepMeGroup. Okay, so if you did want to just give them a quick shout out, that would be fantastic because they really do want to spread the word on these. Get onto social media, have a little look on uh, keepme.co.uk, purchase a couple of the perfumes for your loved ones uh, and yourself, of course. There's some really nice art on these, as I said, on the actual uh, packaging. Uh, they're packaged like books, which is quite nice. And uh, yeah, they are really, really nice to look at as well as lovely to smell. So, yeah, enjoy those and uh, let me know how you get on with those as well, if you like, uh, at Scavenger UK. Or we have the email address, of course, of uh, Scavenger UK podcast at gmail.com. Just one more thing before we do go and uh, we'll wrap this up pretty uh, swiftly soon. Um, so this month I received an email, a press release, in fact, um, from the PR at, uh, at Sense. Apparently a guy of the name of Neil Ellis, uh, a Star Wars fan in fact, is actually doing a great fundraising campaign and uh, he's doing his best to raise £10,000 uh, for cents. Now the way that he's actually doing this is he's raffling off a copy of The Art of the Force Awakens which has actually been signed by over 150 autographs. So he's got all the Legends guys on there, people from production, directors. So, I mean, it's a massive deal to Star Wars fans to be able to, you know, be in with a chance to get one of these. And obviously, supporting Sense is a, is a massive thing as well. So, I mean, personally, well done uh, to Neil Ellis to... Uh, First of all, want to give away this. Um, I mean, that's you know, you're gonna want to hold on to this as long as possible, really. Um, but yeah, totally right, Neil, for actually doing this fantastic, uh, fantastic campaign there for Sense, and I really hope uh, he gets that ten thousand pounds. So if you want to donate to uh, Neil Ellis's uh, campaign, then um, you can go to. Okay, all you'd need to do is go to justgiving.com and you can actually search for The Art of the Force Awakens. Um, and it's an incredible book to actually see as well. Um, now, Neil actually works in uh, Lucasfilm, in fact, um, as, a, as a prop. Um, as a prop guy basically um, so he's actually uh, made this uh, an amazing version of the art of the force awakens it actually has um, part of the millennium falcon uh, model actually um, uh, inserted onto the top of the book so it looks incredible and actually looks like it's chrome or something like that so it looks really really nice um, so Neil Ellis is currently on £2,430.29 um, so as I said his target is 10000 so please get on to the justgiving.com uh, website have a little search for this and uh, please donate whatever you can um, but it is a minimum of five pounds if you did want to get entered into his raffle and uh, i believe the raffle will actually be taking place on uh, the 4th of may uh, 2017 please get on to there and uh, donate as much as you can that'd be fantastic and again we've come to the end of the show uh, so as always feel free to follow me on twitter at scavenger uk uh, share on facebook via the galaxy of toys pages don't forget to subscribe to the network and download shows like this one of course collecting cosmos and of course check out the main galaxy of toys show um, unfortunately toy run has left us but wish them all the best of luck um, you've done an amazing job so far guys uh, keep it up please because uh, I do like listening to your uh, your casts and um, I will obviously keep in touch as well but please if you could leave uh, this show and of course the Galaxy of Toys uh, the rest of the Galaxy of Toys network a nice review on iTunes and that would be absolutely amazing um, thanks again have a great month um, may the force be with you and of course happy Christmas to everybody as well Happy Hanukkah, happy holidays, whatever you're celebrating, have a great time. So again, may the force be with you. Ladies. And a in a pear tree.
Bayes uh, fires. Is that his name? Bayes? Yeah, Bayes Malbus, isn't it? 